Well, Boxing Day films are usually blockbusters with big special effects and epic stories. One Life, starring Sir Anthony Hopkins, is epic and ordinary at the same time. It tells the story of Sir Nicholas Winton, who successfully rescued 669 Jewish children from Czechoslovakia in certain death in Nazi camps on the eve of World War II. 30 seconds to on air! Okay, and you are just here. Good night, said Father back. Now, an extraordinary story about a young man who many years ago visited Prague. What he found there were thousands of refugees at the mercy of Hitler's imminent invasion. Nicky, as he was known, wanted to be thought of as an ordinary man who simply did the right thing. One Life opens on Boxing Day, and Lawrence Winton is Nicky's grandson and a trustee of the Sir Nicholas Winton Trust. Lawrence joins me now. Hello. Hey, Jesse. Well, I'm sure you've been surrounded by the story of what your grandpa did and the work your late mum did for refugees your whole life, but what was it like to see his story on the big screen? It was incredibly emotional to to see the story and the film it's all very personal to me as you say i was actually born in 1988 when the the that's life the the tv show that um brought nikki's story and and led so many of the rescued children to to find him for the first time yeah. so i grew up with a huge amount of these kinder as sort of my extended family which was which was amazing so it's very hard to to separate it from that for me and you've actually had a pretty interesting evening uh, tonight just before you joined me on this call. That's right. I was just at the National Portrait Gallery in London where a series of portraits of some of the rescued children uh, that my grandfather saved were were up there on display amongst, you know, uh, all these older and wonderful portraits from, from the UK. And a lot of them were there in person as well to to celebrate that. So, again, very, very moving and when you're confronted with these, you know, living people and their families who say to me as a, a connection to, to Nikki, you know, we're here because of what your grandfather did. Yeah, of course, every time uh, that that moves me enormously. And if the film could be even more special, it might be because your mum collaborated on it uh, until her death halfway through the production. Um, that must make it even more meaningful. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, it. I, I was very happy to see that she is credited as an executive producer. She really wanted to tell the the definitive story of her father to correct some of the myths that had that had swirled up around him. Uh, for example, that he did it all on his own, which he didn't. He he collaborated with many others. Um, that it was all a secret, and it wasn't exactly a secret, but more that he was sort of modest and and pragmatic and always looking to the future. And the filmmakers have done a brilliant job in in sticking to all of those points. I was actually lucky enough to interview the family members of Bert Munro, who Anthony Hopkins played in the movie The World's Fastest Indian. It was so interesting to talk to them about what he got right about their ancestor, what was it like for you seeing his portrayal of your grandfather and did he manage to capture the essence of the man? Jesse, that's fascinating and I must go and catch that because there were a lot of mannerisms and small movements and the way that he spoke that uh, Sir Anthony got completely Gosh. right. And, um, 
I was actually able to be an extra on the film uh, with my wife and sister, huh. which was which was fun. Uh, we actually are in the audience scene when everyone they say, "Does anyone owe your life to Nicholas Winton?" We stand up. Of course, I I do owe my life in a, in a slightly different way to some of the other people there. <laughs> um, I was able to talk to Anthony Hopkins afterwards uh, in his dressing room, and I I said to him, "You know, wow, how have you how have you got all of this?" And he said, "Well, he didn't say, well, I'm an amazing actor, so what do you expect?'" But he said, <laughs> "Well, I did research and I found a lot of video footage." Um, but he really nailed uh, his character and his essence. And my mum was very certain that he was the one who should play Nicky. She was uh, extremely, um, and she had a lot of his uh, force of will, uh, if you like. And I think that particularly comes across in the film through his mother, my great grandmother, played by Helena Bonham Carter. But certainly that sort of force of will or pig-headedness maybe is a family trait. So she was sure that it should be him, and he certainly delivers. Great. So for people who don't know the story, um, when your grandpa was confronted with what was happening to Jews in Europe, he famously said, quote, if something is not impossible, then there must be a way to do it. And so what did he do? We are working to evacuate these children by train to safety in Britain. Why are you doing this, Mr. Winton? Because I may be able to do something about it. I must. You must know we cannot save them all. You have to forgive yourself that. We started, sir. I have to finish it. We cannot let these people down. It is incredible what you achieved. We're doing as much as we can. You have a lot of faith in ordinary people. Because I'm an ordinary person. Save one life, save the world. So my grandfather in um, late 1938 uh, travelled out to, to Prague and a lot of refugees um, had travelled to Prague from Czechoslovakia, part of it having been invaded by Hitler. And he saw people living in these awful conditions, families, um, children, and he connected with uh, people who were already working to rescue and and transport to safety uh, people who are politically active, sometimes Jews, um, socialists. Uh, and he said to them, why isn't more being done for these people? Why isn't anything being done for the children? I must do something. And so he worked to set up uh, and organize um, what became the, the Czech Kinders Transport. He found um, refu- uh, he found homes for them, foster foster families in the UK. He wrote to many countries, most of which said, no, thank you. Uh, but the UK said it would accept unaccompanied children if there could be a money, uh, £50 for their guarantee of repatriation and, and also a foster family found. So he found foster families, he found the money, and he got the trains uh, organised. I heard him refute, referred to in one place as Britain's Schindler. That's pretty high praise, isn't it? Absolutely. And I, I, I think certainly uh, a nickname that, that that he deserved, though he was always keen to say that he wasn't a hero, as you as you mentioned, that he thought of himself as an ordinary person. But he's he always maintained he was never in danger. Uh, he he you know never put his sort of life on the line as as, as many rescuers and people uh, who were working to working to um, evacuate people in in other times were. But he certainly was was extraordinary in his own way, absolutely. And you mentioned that episode of the British show That's Life. 
I think it's probably most similar to a show we've got called Fair Go, but they did a special episode on your grandpa in 1988, and it seems like that show changed everything. Yes. For the first time, I think some of the kinder, some of the rescued children found out about what had happened to them. Um, Many of them had no idea uh, exactly how they had come to be transported they they knew they'd come across on trains and they'd never seen their family again but they didn't really know the details who organized it why so to 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 suddenly find you know much later in life that there was an answer uh was was pretty extraordinary for them fair to say six thousand people in the world today owe their lives in in some way to your grandpa it's it's probably a fair bit more than that now i think we need to uh, uh <laughs> I think need that was in 1988 <laughs> well, I think well, I think we, yeah, we were we were saying that sort of ten years ago, and of course, people yeah, keep having more great grandchildren, <laughs> as they say. Yeah, okay. many, many thousands, certainly. I wonder if, if, if what part of, by the way, if you've just tuned in, I'm talking to Lawrence Winton. He's the grandson of Sir Nicholas Winton, who successfully rescued 669 Jewish children from Czechoslovakia in Nazi camps. Uh, the film of his life is called One Life. It opens on Boxing Day, and Nicky is played by Sir Anthony Hopkins. Lawrence, I wonder if part of what made your grandpa special was not just what he did, but what he saw in others, what he saw in humanity. He strongly believed that anyone who sees injustice can make a difference. Jesse, I, I totally agree with that. And I think that's borne out by his actions throughout the rest of his life. He was always telling us in the family uh, to think about what's happening today, asking me, am I interested in politics? What am I going to do in my life? What do I think about morality and ethics? Why uh, are people, why are different religions constantly fighting rather than concentrating on uh, all the things that you unite them? Um, and he was a brilliant organiser. He was very happy to sort of co-op people and say, you know, this needs to be sorted out. Well, you're going to do this and you're going to do that. Um, and it was that sort of pragmatism and that ethical, strong ethical framework and moral compass that he had that I think um, allowed him or enabled him to act in the way that he did. And I think that's the lesson that we really want as a family for anyone who's moved by the story and moved by the film to think, yes, you can make a difference. You can step forward. There's so many issues and and difficulties in today's world. There's so many people who need help and we need to uh, always act from a place of compassion for other people, even or maybe especially if they're very different to us. He was rewarded with a long life, uh, still alive, long past 100. And that was quite fortunate for you because you got to have him around for your whole childhood and into your late 20s. Did you ever sit with him, hear his stories, look through that famous scrapbook he kept? And we had certainly we'd certainly chat and discuss uh, the past. And um, my mum, as she was writing the book, you know, would ask him specific questions about the details. And he was always happy to go into it. Um, by that point, the scrapbook had been donated to uh, Yad Vashem, the, the Holocaust um, museum and, and sort of archives mm. in Israel. Uh, so we didn't have that. But there were sort of copies and replica of parts of the scrapbook that, that, that we could look at. Um, and he was happy to to talk about it. Um, he used to say, yeah, about his long life that um, the secret was to to pick your parents. Uh, but he certainly, <laughs> yeah, but he certainly, um, 
he certainly was kept going and you know the the interest and the friendships that he made throughout the story becoming public kept him kept him going we haven't mentioned james hawes yet this is his uh directorial film debut a lot of our listeners watch a show called slow horses which he's done um work on uh but he actually has a personal connection to nicky your your grandpa he worked on that episode of that's life yes remarkably uh <laughs> it's funny how these things uh these things come around um but yeah, James has been brilliant throughout and has been uh, a great link for us as the family to the to the film production. And I think he's he's told the story really beautifully. And the film suggests that Sir Nicholas was haunted by the ones he couldn't save as much as he was proud of the ones he did save. Um, there's one train with 250 children on it that was unable to leave. Is, is that a fair portrayal of what happened in real life? Nikki was um, from that generation that that were guarded with their emotions. So we didn't always know exactly his sort of inner thoughts or the Mm -hmm. the depth of the guilt that he may have felt. But I think we certainly suspect, and I think there certainly is a large aspect to that. I mean, you mentioned Schindler earlier, Jesse, and one thing that's really common among these stories of rescuers is that they always say, I wish I could have done more. I wish I had a little bit more money. I wish I'd sold my car that could have brought, you know, one other person, five other people to safety. And they never feel like they've done enough because the situation they're in, you know, is is unending. And it was a real lottery at the time, which children ended up getting out. So I I think he definitely did feel a lot of guilt. And um, this is in my my mother's book, One One Life, but we talk about... um, he thought that, you know, perhaps all these children on the train that that never left, you know, were sort of somehow singled out or, you know, were immediately sent into harm's way. But we did, um, I think in in uh, in 2010, we did meet someone uh, who had been on that train oh. that didn't leave, who had actually survived. And she said, no, everyone just went home. And of course, many most of them perished, um, but not all of them, as we found out. And it wasn't the case that he, you know, was particularly culpable for anything that had of happened course. to them. I think that may have given him some some comfort. Do you know much about his work on reparations after the war? Yeah, so after the war, Nicky worked for the, um, U- I think it was the UN Reconstruction Development Bank. So having been a stockbroker, a banker, uh, he was tasked with um, turning a lot of the, the Jewish stolen um, goods and watches and you know awful stuff like gold fillings um and turning that into into to money reparations that could be sent to to israel to the jewish people in israel so it was a grisly task and he has the most uh amazing and sort of strange photos of these big wooden boxes full of pocket watches full of artifacts that again they were just having to to process and to deal with so a very strange and sort of dehumanizing job yeah gosh you made a trip to the Czech Republic with your grandpa, where, where a school was named after him. Was he treated like a superstar over there? We went to the the Kunzak School uh, for for Nicholas Winton, yeah, which is which was wonderful. Um, he is certainly very well known in uh, in Czech Republic and in Slovakia. Um, I remember being in Wenceslas Square with him uh, when he was quite old. So we would we would push him around in the wheelchair if we were doing a lot of walking, and people would would come up in the street and. And and speak to him and and thank him because he was so well known over there and again that was quite quite remarkable so yeah he is he's very well known and celebrated in that part of the world. 
What is the mission of the Sir Nicholas Winton Trust, of which you're a trustee? The Sir Nicholas Winton Trust uh, exists to tell Nikki's story and to inspire people to action, but we also want to draw attention particularly to the plight of, of refugees and child refugees particularly, uh, of which there are there are so many. And we strongly believe that, that Nikki's story shows that everyone has the capacity to do good. And uh, when you get the opportunity, um, you should recognise it for what it is and, uh, and step forward. Actually, several reviews of the movie suggest that the world needs to see this film now more than ever. Do you agree? Absolutely. I think it's it's a really important message for everybody. And um, with so much suffering going on, uh, we really need more people like Nikki. Well, finally, um, you've had plenty of opportunity to think about it. What would you like your grandpa's legacy to be? Oh, that's a good one, Jesse. Uh, <laughs> I mean, um, I think in many ways... Eh, his his legacy is Nikki's family is this extended group of group of people who who are now alive and 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 remember him and remember his story. I think he would probably have said he loved to say the only thing we'd learned from history is that we've learned nothing from history. I think if we can prove him wrong and learn from his story, that would be a, a fitting tribute. Great stuff. Well, uh, congratulations on this movie finally being made. Thank you for the work you've done to spread his story and share his message. And One Life, starring Sir Anthony Hopkins, opens on Boxing Day here in New Zealand. I've been speaking to the grandson of Sir Nicholas Winton, Lawrence Winton. Thank you so much for your time today. Thank you, Jesse.